Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. So this morning, uh, I'm going to share what the Spirit of the Lord put in my spirit. Uh, I'm not trying to be judgmental, please. Do not crucify me for what I'm going to share this morning. Yes. I have my own message that I, you know, I have a mind to share, but the Lord keep on pushing me to share this particular word. And the best thing I could do is to, you know, release what God has ordered me to do. Amen. Amen. And I believe before the end of the service, someone is going to be real, tremendously transformed in a new person. If you believe that, can you shout amen? Amen. I can hear your amen. Amen. It's like you are shouting the amen to me. I say, can I hear you say amen? Amen. See, let me tell you, when a word is thrown, a prophetic word is thrown, the only way you can receive is for you to shout amen, which means so shall it be. Are you saying so shall it be unto my life? Or you are saying to someone, or you're returning it back to the person who released it. So I just warn you, whenever you have something, you know, that moves your spirit, that you feel, this is mine, I want you to be the person that will shout the loudest amen more than me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, before I move into the word, I will uh, want us to do the usual thing we do in the morning. I can see so many empty chairs. Please, I will request many of us who are behind to, you know, come front. We have one, two, three, four, five seats empty. Please, if you are the blessed one, come and occupy one seat here. Because the Holy Spirit is here waiting for you. There are angels on this seat. Don't think I'm joking. If you want to try it, come and sit. One, two more seats is empty. Waiting for that person who will grab this blessing this morning. Yes, come forward. Come forward. Please, here. Awesome. That's great. You know, you guys are looking so amazing this morning. Yeah, very beautiful. Okay, uh, let's quickly read from the book of James 3, verse 8 to 12. Okay, the Bible says, But no one can tempt the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises the Lord our Father, and sometimes it causes those who have been made in the image of God. Amen. Amen. Shall we bow our head in prayer? More precious Father, we bless your name, we lift your name high. You are King of kings, you are the Lord of lords. Daddy, I commit every soul in this place into your hand, Abba Father, that your spirit will come and consecrate the heart, Lord, that they prepare them, that they will receive your word, Lord, that your word will change them, Lord, that your word will renew them, Lord. Father, thank you, O Lord, because we depend on you. Holy Spirit of God, right now we believe your presence is here therefore we declare every spirit of destruction every spirit of lie every spirit of sleeping every kinds of word that would distract us from receiving from you lord we command it and bound it in the name of jesus we take hold of this word abba father take hold of this word because this is your word lord abba father i'm a servant just a vessel in your hand lord daddy i pray that you will speak through me speak through me abba father 
give me wisdom, give me knowledge and understanding of your word. Because I'm here for you, not for my glory, but for your glory. Let everything that I give today, let everything that comes out from my mouth, return praise and glory to your holy name. Have your way in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Wow. Okay. Let me have the first picture. So, you know my system of sermon, right? We're going to deal with so many pictures today. And the, the pictures, you know, demonstrate so much what I want to talk about. What do we see in the screen? A tongue. You know, someone sitting behind trying to control the tongue, right? And what is, what, what is the written up there? Tame your tongue or control your mouth. That is the title of my sermon. Tame your tongue or control your mouth. After I have, you know, prepared some few sermons that I felt this is the best thing for me to share. I was in the bedroom taking a shower and I heard the Lord saying to me, no, I don't want this. I said, what? I heard the voice so clearly said, Talk about controlling your tongue or control your mouth. Ah, like, what do you mean by controlling your tongue or control your mouth? Then I finished taking shower, I woke up to my wife, I said, Babe, this is what the Lord said to me in the bathroom. Do you think it's right for me to share this kind of message? I, I, I don't want, you know, people to squeeze their face like I'm judging someone in the church. She said, no, you have to obey the will of God. I said, okay. Then as soon as I was, you know, reading the scripture, then I came across this James 3 verse 8 to 12. That blew my mind. I was like, wow. What is this? The Bible says, but no one can tempt the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises the Lord our Father. And sometimes it causes those who have been made in the image of who? God. What is James saying? James was addressing the church. James was not addressing the unbelievers. He was talking to you and I. Come on. The Lord was speaking through James. He's saying to the church, look, in this time, I know you guys are having disputes, but you must understand something that this tongue of yours is so powerful. It's so powerful. Okay. It says... Is full of deadly poison. See, have you imagined yourself? Do you know the people you cause with the same tongue are the same people who are made in the image of God? In other ways, you are causing God. Right? When you cause someone, you are causing God. You are saying, God, no, you are not what you say you were. We woke up in the morning, we run, you know, get prepared. Ah, I'm going to church, I'm so excited. You come in the presence of God. When the worship is going on, you jumping, yay! You scream and you praise God. When you walked out from this building, maybe one brother had provoked you, you know, long time ago. When you see him downstairs, just say hi. <laughs> come on. This is what the Lord is saying. What 
are you using your tongues for? Because you could not tame your tongues. You go around the cursing people. You go around destroying the life of people. The same mistake for not controlling your tongues. It will make, you know, it causes you to make a lot of mistakes. That makes you not to represent whom God has called you to be. And who God has made you to be. You know, let's just look quickly to the book of James 3 verse 2. What the Bible said. James 3. Okay. The Bible said, indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we could be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other ways. What do you think James is saying here? Because you could not control your tongues, you make so many mistakes. And you could not control your atmosphere. Do you know your tongue controls everything about you? Your tongue controls the life of your children, the life of your friend, the life of your brother. You know, I was looking at, you know, this morning, I was asking myself, you know, could it be the words I have spoken to grace that makes her to behave in this way? Yes, it's true. Sometimes it provoke me. I go, you are very stupid. Why are you doing this? You are very stubborn. Then, what am I saying? Let me tell you. The only way the world will be effective in your life and in the life of the person you are speaking to is when the person listening to you a deaf person cannot receive. So whenever you are speaking to someone in as much as the person could hear you, you automatically ruling the person's life or blessing the person. Right? That is the mistakes we make. And we don't think about it. We think it's all about, you know, reading the scripture, singing the best song, raising our hands towards heaven, going on our knees, giving the best offering. No! It all has to do with your tongue too. Because the same tongue that Jesus used to bless people. You know, I just, let me just share this little story. Do you remember the centurion, right? He woke up to Jesus. He said, Master, I want you to pray for my servant. He is ill. Back home. Then Jesus want to go with him. He said, you don't need to worry. Just speak from here. Then when Jesus speak the word, the distance might be two days or one day, but I tell you, the centurion's servant become whole. That is the power the tongues has. When you speak one word, your word is more faster than any kinds of, of bullet train you could see in the world. You know, it flies so fast. The centurion was way back home. One of the servants met him. He said, sir, your servant is holy. He's okay now. Well, what time? And he explained. The centurion calculated. He said, wow. Serious. The same hour that Jesus Christ declared that word was the same time the, the servant received his healing. When you speak word into someone's life, let me tell you, don't say, oh, nothing is going to happen. Instant. 
is making an effect in that life. The same mistake we made. We go on lying, you know, making sorts of joke with lies. Now, just joking, come on. See, I, in my past life, I tell you the truth, I love to crack jokes. And my jokes is all about lie. I just want to make people laugh. So, I'm not talking to you as if I'm perfect, but I'm giving you examples of my own life. My mistakes. Because when Jesus, when the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me, Son, this is what I want you to share. And I see my mistakes. I see my downfall. I see my shortcomings. And I believe the Lord wants to correct something this one in our lives. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 26 verse 19. He said, is someone who lies to a friend and then said, I was only joking. Come on. Is someone who lies to a friend and you come and say to a friend, no, I was just joking. Have you seen in the scripture what Christ was joking with the words? No, Jesus never spoke. He never spoke a joke word. He never makes some, you know, some caricature words. He is always serious in the business because he knows how powerful the tongue could be. He watch what he says, but we go around with joke. Not only do we joke, we go around speaking the things that even the 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 unbelievers do in the secret we talk about them we pretend it's nothing I tell you you need to watch it the mistakes we make are so much that is why the Bible said in Ephesians 5 verse 2 it said it is shameful it is what? Shameful even to talk about the things that unbelievers, the ungodly people do in what? In secret. What do you discuss in secret? What do you discuss that you know the unbeliever talks about? What are the words? Far words, right? Abusive language. Sometimes they talk something that ear cannot even imagine. Do you see yourself doing that the same thing? Why were you doing it? Because you could not control your tongue. You were doing it because you could not control your tongue. And let me tell you, when we are doing these things, when we see an unbeliever doing it, the same unbeliever who talked the same word, we become so angry. What kind of nonsense is this saying? Why is he using such word? We begin to condemn them. We begin to judge them. But not looking at ourselves first. What have I said a few minutes ago? What have I said? What is my attitude like? Can someone you know, see me and say, yes, you represent Christ. I could see Christ in you. But we go on judging people. The Bible says in the book of Romans 2 verse 2. It said, you may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. And you have no excuse. 
when you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself for you who judge others do this very same thing. You who judge others do this very same thing. We do the same thing the unbeliever do. But when we see them doing it, it's like they have committed the worst crime. Why? That is the reason why we need to tame our tongue. When we can't, when we can't tame our tongues, we will find, you know, ourselves doing what is not biblical. We do things that, you know, that will paint us a bad image. When people look at us, they say, man, I thought that guy was a Christian. But I saw him fighting someone just a few minutes ago. Do you see how he spoke to that woman? He was so aggressive. Someone was expecting you to say something meaningful. Even when you are provoked. But your response makes you look like un un unbelievers. No matter how you have read the Bible. No matter how much you have, you know, preached the gospel. But if you can't tame your tongue, let me tell you, your religious is worthless. Let me take you to the Bible, to the book of James 1.26. What does the Bible say? If you can't can come, if you, can, if you claim to be righteous, to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religious is? Your religious is what? If you can't do what? If you can't tame your tongue. You know, this is what tongue looks like. Let me have the picture. This is what the tongue looks like. Do you see this? Your tongue is on fire. Your tongue is fire. One word is a mighty bullet. Seriously, your word is a mighty bullet. When you shoot, see, your words... Your tongue, you know, can catapult you into the throne of grace. Your tongue can as well destroy your future. Your tongue can as well create, you know, build a new future for you. And I just want you to understand that if you can't tame your tongue, if you can't tame this tongue of fire, Mm-hmm. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, people will always see you as a hypocrite. And I believe none of us want to be that. Amen. 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 It doesn't just end there. You know, I just want to give you a little story what our tongue could do and how powerful the tongue is. Let's turn to the Bible, the book of 2 Kings 2, 23 to 24. What the Bible said, Elisha, no, go up. It's not there. Okay, I read from here. It said, Elijah left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began to mock and making fun of him. Go away, Bali. 
they chanted, go away, Bali. Elisha turned around and looked at them. And he cursed them in the name of the Lord. The, then two beer came out of the wood and moured 42 of them. Do you see how powerful your tongue could be? Elisha was just living where he received the double portion of his master. We all carry the mantle of leadership. We carry the presence of God. See, let me tell you, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And nothing was created or made without the word. The same word that you speak is the authority Christ has given to you. Elisha received this same authority. Then on his way to Bethel, the only way, you know, he can demonstrate his joy as someone who have received this great anointing was to use it in a wrong way. This young man that he cursed, Elijah could have used the same word to do what? To bless them. He could have created a better future for these young ones. But instead, he put the family, you know, when I read this passage, I feel like crying. What, would, what is happening to the parents of these children? Yes, what they did was wrong. But does his action justify him? No. The, the family of these young ones, 42, great future, great leaders. You could find physician, doctors, you know, nurse, name whatever you, you could find in these 42 young people. But Elijah shortened their destiny by the word because he could not turn the tongue. You are called to bless, not to curse. Even no matter how people cost you. You may ask me, Pastor, what about the person in my office who often poke me? Who argue with me? Who often fight me? What do you think I should do? Tell your tongue. Speak positive into their life. Speak courage into their life. Because your word to break or build. In the same way, the action Elisha put in place. Let's look at how Jesus, the Lord Almighty, demonstrated the same thing to us. Remember, when Elisha spoke this word, Christ has not come, right? Yes. But was he condemned when he spoke the word? Was he? No. He was not condemned. He went around doing signs and wonder, healing the sick also. But Christ demonstrates something that is so tremendous. Does his action really show the righteousness of God? Does this action show the righteousness of God? 
No, there is no way his action even, you know, got close to the resemble of the righteousness of God. That's why the Bible said in James 20, it said, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desire. What is the righteousness God desire? What is the righteousness God desire? Patience. Loving. Kindness. Gentleness. You know, making space to one another. Willing to yield. You know, ready to listen. When someone says something that, you know, that provokes you. I believe the best thing we could do is for we to keep quiet. Digest it. Before we do what? Because when you don't do this, you know what you get? Boom. Fire. The Bible says in the book of Romans 9.22, it says in the same way. Can I hear someone say in the same way? In the same way. In the same way. I think we're all sleeping. I'm going to call everyone to stand up again. <laughs> Bible says, in the same way, this is the word of Apostle Paul. He said, in the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls, who are destined to do what? To be destroyed. But what did he choose to do? He chose to be patient. Can you be patient to that person who has been provoking you to speak that E word? Can you be patient to, you know, not to speak that word when someone cross your line? You know, we who drives, you know, if you, you, if you drive often in the street of Bangalore, you know how, how anger you could be. Seriously, oh Lord, help my soul. <laughs> you are going on your lane. You, suddenly, someone just come from nowhere whew, in your front. I tell you, it's not a genius coming in your presence to move faster. No, it's going to slow. And what happened to you? If you don't know what to do, Jesus, he came and died for us. God looked at us that he knew that even Elisha, this young man was mocking at him. But to him, God, we did not just mock at him. We slapped him. We nailed him second time on the cross. When you don't believe in his prophecy, do you know what you are doing? You are mocking at him. When you don't believe in his word, you are saying, God, you are not who you say you are. One prophecy be spoken to you, you go home saying, I don't think this is from God. That means you are doubting the creator. But let me tell you, no matter how sinful we might have been, he chose to be patient. Not just did he choose to be patient to us, he also do what? Show us love. 
so much. Even when we are yet sinners, even when we were busy, you know, you know, there are, thing, there are things I see. I say, this is just the way we are. One day I saw Izzy boy, you know, he was running with that tent. You know, running towards the uh, kiss church. I say, I just have the word, you know, that speak to me and the spirit said, this is how you guys are. Your mom is calling you, but you are running to the other direction. We were naked, so arrogant, so rebellious that we ran to our own direction. But he was patient. He loves us even before we love him. And the Bible said in the book of Romans 5 verse 8, it said, but God, <laughs> but God shows his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. Romans 5 verse 8, that is what the Bible says. But when we were still yet sinners, he chose to do what? He chose to send his dear son, the one that is so dear to his heart. You know, I can imagine someone telling me, you have to give your authority. You know, give him away for these people to be free. You know, it's very painful. It's not going to be easy. If you say that, I will tell you, no, go and ask that Lord who tell you. If you say God told you to say, tell me this, go and pray again. Let God reveal that to you again. Because I don't believe this from God. But what did he do? He never think it twice. He gave his son Jesus to die in our place. He never cursed us. And what the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 to 8. He said, love is what? Love is what? And kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not condemn. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it's, it, it keeps no record of wrongdoing. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. What do you need in time like this? When someone provokes you. Pastor, what do I need to do? This person is causing me too much. I can't control it. Remember the same love. Remember the same love God showed to you. That he sent the son Jesus. He said, love. Love is patient. It's kind. You know, I love that word, kind. Have you seen someone who is so kind to someone? We are not kind enough. We are not kind enough. After the two days I prepared this sermon, I was sleeping, the Lord gave me a revelation. We went for a program. Pastor Robin was there and Pastor Preji with other church members. Then, after the program, Pastor Robin was running up and down, you know, trying to help one or two things, which is what he do here. 
God recognize you, <laughs> even in the spirit. So, after the program, a man walked up to me and said, come, I want to show you something. The place turned to a hospital. The place was so filthy that I could not put my two foot on the ground. I was walking with my toes. He was telling me, see this place? You see? How it's broken. Very dirty. It's not washed. I walked around when I woke up. I said, oh Lord, what is this? And the Lord said to me, that is how the heart of my people are. That is the heart of my people. They are the church. Their heart needs to be washed. Their heart needs to be purified. Their tongues need to be cleansed. When you hear the church, the church is not the building. You are the church. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 The aim of God releasing this word to you today that you may be transformed. That there may be newness in you that you will not go back the same. And I pray someone will not go back the same this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Then you ask me, how can I do this? How can I do it, Pastor? How can I turn my tongues? <laughs> Let me tell you how you can turn your tongue. The Bible said in the book of Luke, 6 verse 45, it said, a good person do what? Produce good thing from the treasure of a good heart. And an evil person produce evil things from the treasure of evil heart. What you say flows from what? What you say flows from what? From what is in your heart. The one way you can tame the tongues is by guiding your hearts. Because the heart is the treasure. See, the heart is like uh, a pillar that holds the house. If you are not so careful the kind of material you put in that foundation, after building the house, it's going to collapse. What you allow your heart to absorb, to receive, is much, much important than what you hear. Because what your heart receives is what you, is going to do what? Produce. And the Bible says that a good person Produce good things from what? The treasure of a good heart. If your heart receive revelations, words of knowledge, and your, your heart receive to control the tongues, you're going to do excellent in your words. Guide your hearts. Guide your heart. Can we put our hands on our chest and make this prayer? Make it as a prayer. Say, oh Lord. 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 Oh Lord.
Oh Lord, help me to guide my heart. Oh Lord, help me to guide my heart. From every words that will come to me. Amen. We need to guide our hearts. It doesn't just end in guiding your heart. Because if you don't guide your heart, you know, you're going to receive something <laughs> that's going to create a problem for you. What are these things we need to guide our hearts from? You know, just look at the heart. It's not free. Do you know every second, every minute, there are demons that move around with negative words they come and whisper to you hey I know cause him hey you don't have to be nice to him just cause him slap that guy that guy is so arrogant hate him don't talk to him don't say hi to him the demon they don't come like oh they come with smiling hello can you see that brother? Just hate him. Don't talk to him again. You know, last time he quarreled with you. Yes, he's so trickish. He doesn't come so meanful. That is why we need to guard our hearts. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews 12 verse 15. It's look after each order so that none of you fail to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you and corrupting what? Many. When you don't guide your heart, <laughs> I tell you, you know, you're going to see this poisonous root of bitterness growing inside of you. One conviction from the enemy is enough to trouble your entire life. One word that you receive from the enemy, you know what it does? Remember the Bible said, out of the belly do what? Flow a rivers of living water. So, when you don't guide your hearts, this one word you receive begin to grow. It's just a seed. It's just a seed. At the moment of time, it becomes a tree. And it has branches. And when it does, it don't just trouble you. But you know what it do? It creates discrimination. It creates confusion. It breaks family. Because why? You did not guide your heart. You corrupt so many people with these same bad roots that grew up from your heart. That is why you need to guide your heart. Then, how can we guide our heart properly? Is by doing what? Getting rid of these filthy things inside of us. True of us. You know, for you to really serve God, 
the crops you have planted first, you need to plow the ground, right? You need to, you know, remove those grass which are not the seed you planted in the ground. If you don't get rid of those, you know, plants, they're going to destroy the same seed you have planted. So the best way for we to really guard our heart is to do what? Get rid of the filthy things we have inside of us. Previous. We need to get rid of them. And that brings you to the James 1.21. The Bible say, so get rid of all the filthy and evil in your lives and humble yourself the word that God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to do what? To save. When you get rid of those filthy, you know, and devilish attitude that, that, that being stored inside of you, it's too easy for you to receive the message. It's easy when one word is dropped in that soil, which is you, you know, it can easily germinate it to bear fruit. But if you cannot do what, if you cannot get rid of them, uh, they're going to hold you. You know, that you, you're going you're gonna to stagger. You, it's going to cause you to be in the place of stagnancies. And I believe none of us want to be there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Are we learning something? Yes. You know, I borrowed the word from Pastor Juju. <laughs> are you sure you are learning something today? Can I hear you say a good amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's not just you getting rid of these, you know, words. Getting rid of these things. It didn't just end there. There are more to be done. And we need to understand there are other things that we need to get rid of. Not just that root of bitterness. And the Bible said in the Colossians 3 verse 8. It said, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty languages. Can I hear somebody say, but now. Can you say that to yourself? Call your name and say, but now. Call your name. I put my own name. I want you to call your name and say, but now. But now is the time to get rid of what? Angers, range, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty languages. This is the right time. If you don't do it today, it might gonna be too late. That is why this message is coming. This message is coming so that you may remind yourself, what are those words that I use to people? What are those words? What are those things that I conceive in my spirit? What are those things that I store deep down in the threshold that I often say, are they good or bad? Do I need to secure them or get rid of them? This is the right time. The Lord is saying to you and I, this is the right time to get rid of 
all these things. It didn't just end there. There are more things that you should know that God hates so much. That these things does not demonstrate the righteousness of God in us. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 6, 16 verse 18. It said, there are six things the Lord detests. He said, no, even seven things he detested. These are the six things he hates. But he said, no, it's not only six. It's seven. What are those things? Read it along with me. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, a hand that killed the innocent, a heart that plot evil, the fool that run to do what? Wrong. Do you see yourself in this place? Do you happen to imagine and see that one of these things are the things I do daily basis that I'm not conscious of? I thought they are just a way of life. These are the things God hates. He hates them so much. Hot eyes. I'm special. I'm the best. What do we do? We go on lying. Lying. I was just joking. Not just only lying. Do you know your lies kills people? Your life is killing someone. Your lie breaks marriages. Your lies separate friends. Your lies. Huh. May the Lord help us. The Lord is saying to you and I today that we should be mindful of the word we use because our words sometimes kill the innocent. Someone who has not done anything wrong, just simply someone told you he did this. You pick the news instantly. You run distributing them. You are killing the innocent. That is your race. Whenever something wrong happens, you are so happy to spread the news across. Do you see yourself in this place? When you see people having dispute instead of you, being the mediator to create peace. But you go ahead distributing the news, making it more worse than it was previous. The Lord says that I should tell you that he detests these things. He detests them. And the Bible says in Proverbs 15 verse 28, it says, the heart of the godly think what? Carefully before speaking, the mouth of the wicked overflow with evil words. The hearts of the godly. 
think carefully. That is why you need to be articulative in things you going to say. You need to relax yourself. Do not be anxious, you know, to reply words. You need to think deep. Do you see yourself as the godly? Then think careful before you speak. Because if you don't think careful and you speak the word, you become the wicked. That filthy things flows out from the mouth. And God has not made you to be one of these people. Amen. 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 And the Bible said in 1 Peter 4 verse 8, it said, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers multitude of sin. Can you tap someone on your left and right and say, continue to show love for each other? You didn't say that, save your minute. It's like you are. <laughs> Tell someone, continue to show love for each other. This is what Christ wants us to do. This is the practical. These are the practical things we need to do by taming our tongue. If you really want to tame your tongue, you have to have love. Let me tell you, he said, love covers what? Multitude of sin. How did Jesus came to die for you and I? God did not instantly curse us because we sinned against him. He didn't condemn us, but he showed us love. Can you be that temple that God is going to use? To show that unbeliever how they love. That person who has wronged you so much in your office. Can you be that person that will carry this love of God. And demonstrate it in your office, in your schools. In your house. Even on the road while you are driving. Can you demonstrate this love? This is what... The practical you need. That is what God is saying to you. You need to demonstrate love. Because this love, the what? It covers multitude of sin. <laughs> and if you don't show this love, what will happen? There are more things that if you don't show this love, there are few things that you're going to find in yourself. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 6 verse 9, it's a face witness, poor at lies. A person whose soul discord in a family. The same thing. If you don't have this love, if Christ doesn't have love, he would have come to condemn us. He would have come to, you know, separate, divide the family. He would have come and, and, and create havoc in our lives. That none of us would have lived with joy. But he chose to use the right word. Can you choose to use the right word from today? 
I urge you, please, let's use the right word. Let's use the right word. The Bible said in the book of Hebrew, 10 verse 36, it said, patient endurance is what you need now. Patient and endurance is what you need now. He said, so that you will continue to do what? God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Do you know that most of your words, most of the things that your tongue produce are what is hindering your blessings? They are hindering your prosperity, your next step. Yesterday, we, we, we received from our overseer, that is Shadjo Matthew. You know, he taught us one thing yesterday. He said, honor. He said, honor is bound with your, what? Your next level, your promotion. Then in this place, at the same time, it all has to do with what? Your patience. Because if you don't have patience, you cannot honor someone. Your patience is equivalent to honor. Because when you are patient, you can easily digest that irritated words that you had. And by doing so, it will enable you to receive that which God has promised you. Most of the time, someone says something. Ah, see, let me tell you, I so much thank God for today. My past, if I tell you my past, <laughs> you won't believe that it's me. I'm this rugged and reckless guy. The words that I say, I went to one family in my past when I have a friend, so I often visit his home. So I went there, I say one word. When we were peeling what we call peanuts, that's what my mom sell, and the mom is my mom friend. So I spoke that word. Then the woman went to the market and asked my mom, my mom was like, she was astonished. If that two man wasn't a mature person, she would have picked a quarrel with my mom. I've created so much problem that I wouldn't have had the privilege to come to the same house, to have the privilege to eat their food, drink the water. Do you get it now? That is what our word does to us. When you can't control it, when you don't watch it, uh, you will shout, had I know. I have shouted so many, had I know. The last time I could remember that I lied, that created problem in the family, that my brother took up a scissors and stabbed me in my back. I still have the, you know, the scars. Whenever I'm taking shower and touch my waist, I remember my past. 
And that day I sat on the sand and I looked up. I said, Lord, why must it be me? Every second's a minute, they are talking about me. Then I said, enough is enough. Then from that day, there was a change inside of me. What are these things we need to do also? We need to guide our mouths. Not only just guiding your tongue, you need also to guide your, your what? Your mouth. The Bible said in Hebrew 10 verse 36, it said, patient endurance is what we need now so that we can continue to do what? To receive all that he has promised. And the Bible said in the book of James 3 verse 17, it said, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is what? Peace loving, gentle at all times that we willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good. It shows what? No favorism and is always sincere. These are all you need. These are your protocol. Write it down. Go back home. You know, put it into work. You need wisdom. Wisdom. When you are having conversation with people, they might disagree with you. They will not, not every time they will agree with your logics. But all you need is what? Wisdom. To be able to do what? To digest. Not just wisdom. You need to be what? Peace loving. Willing to make space. Understand where this person is coming from. Don't just judge instantly. And the other one comes to the book of James 3 verse 3 to 4. It said, we can make a large what? Horse go wherever we want. By means of what? Small beat in the mouth. And all and small ruder makes a huge sheep turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the wings are what? Even though the wings are too what? No matter how the life might be difficult, let me tell you, this is the revelation on this word. No matter how things could be so bad for you, you, you yourself, you are the new creator of your own future. You will create your own life. Life might tell you that you don't have money. You don't have a good friend. Nothing that you have, you can fall back to. But let me tell you, your tongue, how you shape your tongue, what you say is what builds you. Is what builds your empire. Amen. 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 You know, we all know how, you know, rugged the horse could be. Imagine just a bit. You know, if I, I, I didn't put a picture you know, to show you, most of us have seen horse in the television, how something is put on the nose, you know, someone hold it. And it controls one horse, the rest of the horse follows. Imagine just a little puppy going after sheep, screaming. And they all went to the direction where the master wanted them to go. How much more you that was made in the image of God. How you can transform life with the same tongue 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's read from the book of James 1 verse 19. What does the Bible say? It says, understand this, my brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to do what? Listen, slow to speak, and slow to angry. These are all the practicals. You need to be what? Quick to listen. Pay total attention. Allow them to pour out everything they have inside their grief. You know, I love one advert that I saw. A driver picked up one man in the morning. The man was on his way to office. So on the way driving, people were yelling at this driver. Each of them that yell at him, you know what he does? He smiles and says, sorry. And whenever he says such word, all of them do what? They go back to their cars. Do not be quick to anger. Do not be quick to speak. Tame your tongues. By doing so, you will avoid many troubles. And the Bible said in the book of Proverbs 15 verse 4, it said, gentle words are a tree of life and a deceived tongue crushes the spirits. Can I have the picture of the tree? You see this? This tree. What did the Bible say? Jesus said, I am the tree. You are the what? The branches. He said, the tree of life. Do you, have the, do you have that tree of life inside of you? Do you have the tree of life inside of you? If you have confessed Christ and you believe in Jesus, you have the tree of life inside of you. Amen. Your gentle words are the tree of life. Because what you say, when you confess Christ, you have Christ inside of you. What is expected of you is for you to do what? Live like Christ. Live by example, by the word you say. Because when you speak this word, what you do is you nourish the life of people around you. That is what your word does. It's a gentle words. are like a tree of life. How can we have these gentle words inside of us? Pastor, how can I have this word? How can I really have this word so that I can use it properly? The Bible says in the book of Ephesians 6 verse 11. It says, put on all God's armor so that you will not be able, so that you will be able to stand firm against every all strategies of the devil. Put on or what? God's armor. How do you put on God's armor? Is by studying the word, confessing it, believing in it, and making it your what? Your lifestyle. Amen. Amen. When you do this, that is it. It didn't just end there. And I'm, you know, 
Okay, that's 12. Oh my God. Okay. The Bible says in the book of Romans 12 verse 21, it says, don't let evil tongue, don't, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing what? If you don't have that word inside of you, can you do good? No, you have to have the word. You need to study the scripture. You need to confess it. You need to believe in it so that that will help you to shield yourself from the strategies of the enemy so that they will have the means to conquer you. Rather, you will conquer them by doing what? Doing good. It didn't just end by doing good. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter 3, 15 verse 16, it said, instead... You must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. It didn't just end there. He said, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if someone speaks against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you do what? You belong to Christ. That is the practical. Your lifestyle. When people wrong you, you don't pay back evil to evil, but you go back blessing them. You go back praying for them. When they speak against you, you don't respond in the same manner. You know what you are doing? You are putting a shame on their face because you have shamed the devil. You have won the victory. Amen. Amen. Is someone here that is really saying, Lord, I want, I want you to help me to deal with this tongue of mine. Lord, I want to control my tongue. I don't want to say all these bad words. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 141, 3 verse 4. The Bible says, take control of what I say, O Lord, and guide my lips. Don't let me drive towards evil or take parts in the action of wicked. Don't let me share in the delicious of those who do wrong. Are you that person that is willing to make this prayer, because this is the prayer of David. I want you to be on your feet. If really you want to pray this prayer, you want to say, oh Lord, I'm willing to surrender myself to you. I'm willing to give it back to you, Lord. Help me to tame this tongue. If you are saying, Lord, I don't want to continue to speak this Negative words. Be on your feet as you're going to confess this same scripture because we're going to read it together. We're going to say, Lord, take control of what I say. Help me. Help me, Lord. You know, I just want you to understand this. As you all seated here, and those who are standing, I want you to understand that Elijah, Isaiah saw the same thing. Isaiah knew that he was a man on clean lips. He lived in the midst of unclean people. 
the day he saw the Lord was the year the king Hosea died. The scripture stated, he said, Isaiah saw the God Almighty on his throne. He said, woe to me, a man of uncleanly that I have seen the Lord. When he confessed, the seraphim angel went to the altar and took the cord and placed it in the tongues of Elijah, Isaiah. He says, servants, you are whole. Your sins have been forgiven. If you are making this prayer this morning, I just want you to know that the same angels of seraphim is here right now. Ready. Willing to touch your tongues. Ready to make you whole again. That you might be Christ's temple. That you might represent Christ wherever you found yourself. Shall we all be on our feet? Just begin to speak in tongue. You know, begin to call to the Lord. Lord, is there anything that I've hidden inside of this treasure of mine? Inside of this treasure of this belly, Lord? Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Cry out to God. Your prayer, your prayer, your confession. You are saying, Heaven, I gave you permission to intervene in my situation. This is a situation you are into right now. For you not be able to control your tongue, you are in a situation. Because you need to come out of fear. I don't want you to be silent. Do not keep quiet. Pray to God. Just as David prayed, he said, Take controls of what I say, O oh Lord. Don't let me drive towards evil. Can you make this your prayer? Lord, help me to control my tongues. We, we can do all the practical things. We can do all the practical things. But the only one who has the power to tame your tongues is the Holy Spirit. He is right here. He is willing. He is waiting for you. He just wants you to open your heart. That he may come and place the coals on your lips. Yes, Lord Jesus. Daddy, thank you for this moment, Abba Father. We bless your holy name, Lord. Just as David prayed, Lord, he said, Oh Lord, take control of everything we say. Daddy, I submit everyone into this house. Now I've made this confession this moment. Holy Spirit of God, take control of every word they say. Help them that they will not draft into the delicious, the evil things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Daddy, thank you, Lord, because your spirit is transforming life. 
I can feel this in my spirit. Someone is touching the heart of someone. The Lord is touching your heart right now. I could see a dark shade, but it's molding it to become a reddish color. To be reddish, to be loved. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That we believe that your word will not come without unaccomplished. Just as you have promised, you said, I'm going to do a new thing in their life. Daddy, thank you, Lord, because you are doing a new thing in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you because you're going to use us that our world we build our families in the name of Jesus. That our words, our tongues will be an instrument that will create peace, atmosphere in this church, in our homes, in our offices, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. You are great. You are awesome. Hallowed be the name. Hallowed be the name. We hope you were refreshed and strengthened by the word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Center on Saturdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m.